Hey there, and welcome to Westeros Weekly, the show that answers your biggest questions about every episode of Game of Thrones. I'm Eric Voss. I am the Mod Queen. That's right. Mod Garrett is here this week. Philip's out. Uh, Mod, we, we won't ring any bells to piss <laughs> you off. <laughs> we know what happens when you hear bells. <laughs> ah, sorry. Hi, guys. So good to be back to talk about this episode. Yes. Happy to have you. And a reminder, all of our Game of Thrones coverage is available in our Westeros Weekly podcast feed. Get our Season 8 content in audio form earlier than the video version and look for Westeros Weekly on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our new MCU podcast, Inside Marvel, for all of our Avengers and Spider-Man content. Now, uh, guys, we, we're really excited to announce there's going to be a, a big event that we're planning uh, this coming weekend. We are going to be in New York City at the Hotel Red Lion in Brooklyn. We will watch the finale, and then we're going to do a live taping of New Rock Stars live. This is going to be a super fun event where you can celebrate with us and other Thrones fans or drown your sorrows with Thrones themed cocktails when the show breaks your heart. Either way, you're going to be with people you love, watching something you love, and uh, we're going to be answering questions from the audience. We're going to have a costume contest with prizes, a trivia contest with prizes, and you can hang out with the new Rockstars hosts, me and Philip, which is its own kind of prize, depending on how much you like us. Hopefully a lot. Oh, and free food and drinks, which will help those unexpected character deaths go down just a bit easier. New York was the top request in a recent Twitter poll for a live taping location and we're so excited to get to meet some of our East Coast fans finally. For tickets and more information about the event, check out the ticket link in the show description. There's also a discount code for the Hotel Red Lion if you're coming into the city and you want to stay overnight. We are just so excited for this event and we hope to see some of you there. So yeah, that'll be that'll be really fun. Uh, but we have a lot of great questions that you submitted on Twitter with the hashtag Westeros Weekly, uh, and we're going to get to all of them. But first, as always, we always start with the big question submitted with the hashtag on uh, Westeros Weekly on Twitter. Oh, what is this? Oh, thank you, Raven. I feel like trying to go brown out and just going, hold on one second, guys. We've got light mail. I can only warg into birds. (laughs) (laughs) That's a drag. There's so many options. At Potion Maniac wants to know, will Arya kill Daenerys. All right. This was actually the most popular question that we got by yeah. far. Uh, what a lot of people uh, were speculating about as Arya was left alone wandering the city in the final mm-hmm. shots of this episode because that girl be cranky. She's seen <laughs> basically the damage. Um, and I really liked that the directors decided to use her as a point of view to yeah. see the the, ca- the catastrophic consequences of Danny's mm-hmm. actions. So should, w- should she and does she have a new name on her list? A new queen. Every time she's like, I'm going to kill the queen. Has it been Danny this whole time? Yeah, it would have been great if you just heard her chanting Daenerys. Uh, she's galloping at Daenerys. Daenerys, mm. yeah. But who knows what she was hearing. All right, so I, th- I think, yes, that she is going to substitute that this kill list. Okay. I think that even though, you know, in the city she had this moment of... I don't know, understanding that she is uh, vulnerable. She is Mm not, um, you know, immortal. She can be destroyed. And with that, I think that she's realizing she needs to use her skills to save a lot more people here. I also think that with Danny here, she has superseded the evil that Cersei is. And the whole time Arya has been like, Cersei's number one. Cersei is the the evil entity. So to see Danny be even more than that, it's like, you know, what we're all thinking. It's like, I thought Cersei was the antagonist this entire season. No, no. Yeah, it was interesting, uh, uh, Cersei's reaction to seeing Daenerys just uh, mow down all those streets. It's almost like, 
oh, like she's even realizing I'm not as evil as I thought I was. There is a greater threat now. But this was Jamie after the, you know that huge battle of the you know the loose. Oh yeah, the uh, the Blackwater Rush. Yep. Uh, and he's like, fire. you haven't seen the dragons. I have. Like they right. are really dangerous. And she's like, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm seriously. We need this one good shot. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, I'm uh, so screwed. Yeah, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. <laughs> Yeah, um, you've got Arya's bond with Sansa being so strong, and the fact that Sansa's conspiring against Danny. I think oh, Sansa yeah. being the brains and Arya being the brawn, they're gonna again try, do exactly what they did with Littlefinger. Oh right, she, you know, she'll play executioner, play the it. game, yeah. and then interesting, psk, yeah, little little. Ugh. Um, we're hearing about the brown-eyed, green-eyed, blue-eyed thing with oh, the, right. the, the trifecta there. Yeah, prediction there. Danny's got green eyes. Oh, they have been fixating a lot on a her A lot of close-ups on these green eyes. It's interesting because in the books, like the Targaryens are supposed to have like purple or lavender-colored eyes. Mm-hmm. But in the show, they haven't really gone as far with that. They're very she, green. She just keeps uh, Amelia Clark's color. And one last point with Aya. We know that she's got this sneaky little skill where she can steal faces and wear them. And it's only the people of, uh, of dead people, the faces of dead people that she mm. can take. There's a lot of dead people now. A lot of dead people and a lot of dead, like, uh, still potentially pristine faces that she could peel (laughs) off. I mean, we saw Daenerys or or Cersei and Jaime get uh, destroyed or uh, collapsed in rubble, but we didn't see. They got bunny rubble. They smelt what the rock was cooking. Still in a good condition to be peeled Mm. off. Well, (laughs) let's make the case against uh, Daenerys or uh, Arya killing Daenerys. Sure. Uh, Oh, I know. Really bad writing. Sorry. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but if you look at one of the better written scenes of this episode was Arya and the Hound in that map courtyard, the Carmen San Diego <laughs> yeah. map room that, that they, I love that that set, by the way. And she said thank you to the Hound. She called him Sandor, which mm. is interesting because she, I don't think she's ever used his first name. No. It's supposed to be this big moment to where she's been on this arc toward vengeance and he said, look at me. Do you want to turn into me? Maybe she's turned over a more peaceful leaf and she's going to return to Gendry and live happily ever after. She took that horse and she was riding out of the city, which I thought was like an interesting shift for her. She's she's finally moved beyond her simple goal of just destroying her way down her kill list. Everyone on her kill list is gone. I feel like the moment that she said no to Gendry meant that she was the most consistent character throughout all eight seasons. She's never wanted that lifestyle. You know, her needle wasn't the the with the Sansa little what are they called cross stitch. Oh sure, yeah, it was her, she had it was her sword. Yeah. So I don't next. Yeah, I mean, there, there was, uh, I, I could see both happening because, you know, uh, characters' arcs have been subverted and changed last minute in, in many different ways in this final Damn season. It. So we, they really have done a good job of making us feel, oh, really anything can happen in both good and in bad ways, you could argue. Uh, there was that subtle visual clue, uh, Maude, you were talking about this, of uh, whom, who might kill whom this episode. Like, there was that uh, awkward kiss between Daenerys and Jon and Dragonstone. And, yeah. We're looking uh, at hand placement here with yeah. that one. And it's interesting that you were saying that this kind of happened this actually did happen a few times throughout the episode so when she's trying to use lust or intimacy to get and gain his full support even though he's like cringe cringe this is my aunt and even though they probably had sexies like a few too many times for him to finally get now mm. look at where her hands are choke oh, yeah. me <clears throat> what <laughs> She's basically that. Yeah, that's a controlling which, move. I believe. Which is like uh, by itself a totally fine, uh, super She's fine desperate. way to k- kiss someone. But then it comes up again later this episode yeah. when uh, Jamie is holding Cersei at the end. The hand placement is exactly the same. And when the Hound and the Mountain are fighting. Oh yeah, he's like three feet. Yeah, off there's the, ground. the choking happening. Yeah. So it's like recurring images of characters 
partners pairing off, choking each other, and dying together. Yeah. It happened with Jamie and Cersei. It happened with the Hound in the Mountain. So does that foreshadow that it might happen with this pairing? And it's interesting that it's like whoever's sort of doing the holding is bringing the other person down. So mm. it's like the only reason why they're dead is because that they are literally being suffocated their entire life and existence mm. through them. The Hound has been suffocated by his fuel for revenge. Uh, Jamie had his freedom, had moved on. You know, right. made Brienne fall in love with him like that. And then he had to go back because he was being, you know, yeah. physically kind of like restrained or obsessed with by this woman. Right. They almost uh, It's almost like addiction, right? Yeah. And this is something I'll go more into in the breakdown is uh, you can look at Jamie's decision to return to Cersei as like addiction relapse. You know, he yeah. can't stay away. Yeah. And the way that the Hound is kind of on, hell-bent on this mission to go after his brother when he doesn't need to, but it's almost like this, he's this already lingering dead. need. He's Yeah. And yeah. It's, he's so dead that it's harder for him to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Like he has to go for the head, you know, at the end of the day. So in the same way that John, like it doesn't really make sense for him to be held back by Daenerys, but he's got this kind of like his word he's his word is his weakness he gave yeah. his word that he was going to bend the knee and even though he doesn't support her he's scared of her he's he doesn't want to rule so that's like he doesn't think he's going to do a better job than her but because he said he would he's sticking by his word and i think that that's what's keeping him trapped with her yeah yeah. Interesting. Well, let us know what you think the biggest threat to Daenerys will be, whether it's Arya or something else might do her in. But before we move on uh, to your other questions about this episode, we want to take a moment to shout out two sponsors who help us bring Westeros Weekly to you every week. Cybercrime can happen to anyone. Crooks are out there trying to steal your passwords and your credit card details. Scammers make a lot of money stealing data from people on public Wi-Fi. It's happened to me before. Uh, so to protect myself from cybercriminals, I use ExpressVPN. It secures your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. It has easy-to-use apps that run in the background of your computer or your phone or your tablet. I turn it on with one click and safely surf uh, on public Wi-Fi, and I feel completely secure, have that peace of mind. For less than $7 a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I have. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar, and it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com rockstars. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com. Slash rockstars for three months free with a one year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash rockstars to learn more. Also, our other sponsor this week is Away Travel. They are a design company that makes the world's coolest suitcases. They're made of polycarbonate material that's super strong and super light. Perfect for when you need to really get the hell out of King's Landing in a hurry because there is dragon fire raining down your home and your new queen does not care about whether you live or not. This is their everywhere bag. Uh, I love this thing. It's great for small trips and even just in my day-to-day -day life, it's awesome. Uh, some of their other models even come with built-in batteries to charge your electronic accessories. Get your own cool away luggage at awaytravel.com and use the promo code ROCKSTARS20 for $20 off your order. Again, that's awaytravel.com. Travel.com and use the promo code ROCKSTARS20 for $20 off. Fantastic. Fantastic. Eric, thank you so much for making uh, you know it known, because it is known that uh, this show exists because of sponsors. Yes. But uh, I do want to take a moment to talk about those that have fallen yes. in this episode. Their watch has ended. We had so many characters die. The big one, of course, being Lord Varys, the spider, the master of whispers. Danny basically told him last season that if he ever betrayed her, she would burn him alive. And Danny is a woman of her word yes. yeah. and in season seven melisandre told him that he would die in westeros and that's exactly what happened too in the season six finale though he promised the martells and tyrells that danny would deliver fire and blood oh, she did. here yeah and accidentally they, prophetic yeah. yes not fire and ice the only ice that there was was not ice at all just ash of 
dead bodies. Yeah. We're going to talk about the part that he might still play in the finale later in our Twitter Q&A though. Yes. But what yeah. I'm really disappointed with Varys is that he had this great looming arc and story about how he was captured and, um, you know, so made a eunuch. Sliced root and stem. That's it. Yeah. Um, all, all from this sorcerer who wanted to use his body parts to um, basically sacrifice it to the Lord of Light. And yeah. he heard through the flames something. Something. And Kenvara knew what it was too. Something. So it's connected to the Lord of Light. Yeah. yeah I, what was it? We won't know. It died with I, him. There might be some connection here with uh, the Lord of Light. I, I think last episode breakdown, I kind of speculated that Varys might have some kind of role. And I'm going to dig into it more for the breakdown because yeah. I'm, I'm interested in that question too. The best too. part about his death though is that he didn't have to see him be right. Right, yeah. Because that was the catastrophic, like, he was like, she's gonna, she's unhinged. Right. And then, yeah. He, and he was like, I hope I'm wrong, but unfortunately. <laughs> he was not. <laughs> you're, you're right. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you'd better, yeah, better off yeah. being dead than right. Yeah. Also died this episode, a character we barely even got to know, uh, Captain Harry Strickland oh. of the Golden Company. He was the next major character to die. Uh, the Golden Company never breaks the contract or really does anything at all in battle, including mm. bring elephants, the one thing they're is really that the known white for. Horse? Uh, a lot of people are saying that is the same white horse that Arya finds. It might just be another white horse. That horse looked like it got pretty messed yeah. up, you know? And <laughs> I did find myself screaming at the television. It's like, these, this show has no respect for animals. And of right. course, there's, you know, women and children being burned alive. Right, but know. I'm like, that horse get fell more over. <laughs> people are more upset when a dire wolf dies than when a child dies. Too soon. Through. Yeah, too soon. Too soon. But uh, I don't know. If you look at that shot, I looked at it over and over again. A horse upside down just looks confusing. So I don't know if it's <laughs> limbs or like horses are not meant to be upside down. It looked, uh, yeah, but uh, I don't think any animals were really hurt. The, the VFX team did say that uh, Harry Strickland and his horse get like messed up, so okay. I, don't, I don't know. But yeah. um, but this guy is, uh, it was interesting, and I'll go into this more in this breakdown. The I think the whole reason this character was introduced on the show is to have like a point of view character for Sapochnik to stage this part of the battle of from, the and he wanted someone who could kind of parallel the way John was shot in the Battle of the Bastards so that you could kind of start to confuse the lines of who are the good guys and who are the bad Got guys it. in this battle. Yeah, Even though he's someone we should never root for, just by the framing, you kind of feel um, a bit of antagonism toward the mm. invading allies. forces. You had two lines of dialogue. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, other than hatred for the people coming in. But agreed, yeah, I don't care who that guy is. Next um, one, we've got Euron Greyjoy, the cockiest bastard out there, <laughs> basically. He slept with the queen, and he says that he slayed the Kingslayer Kind of. He's the kind of guy who'll say anything to make himself feel a bit better. And that's yeah, what he's, happened Is he even still the king? I mean, Yara Greyjoy reclaimed the Iron Islands away from him. So he's like, yeah, I'm still the king. I was once a king, always a king. And I didn't see uh, Jamie Lannister die, but I got him. I got yeah. oh, I got a good got a good one in before my days were uh, yeah. out. I like that he died with blood in his mouth, though, because yeah. that stops him from talking. Yes. Yeah. Well, even though he kept talking the whole... T I think he was like yelling it as well. That's annoying. Yeah. Um, but he didn't die on the water, though. Yeah. He died on land. Or he, he kind of rose back from the water uh, just for this one last fight mm. and then dies. Yeah. Unlike Theon, Theon died like landlocked in the middle of nowhere. It seemed kind of yeah. sad that he wasn't yeah. near, his, uh, near his water. How do you feel about that moment with Jamie and Euron, that battle? Fulfilling? Uh, Fulfilling at all? Uh, well, if you've if you've really invested in these last couple seasons of Euron and Jamie being kind of rival figures for Daenerys's affections, then yeah, maybe it Cersei's. felt kind of uh, yes, thank you You're so for Cersei's affections. Um, but 
as it stands right now, it didn't really feel as exciting as Clegane Bowl. I kept wanting them to cut back to that battle because well, that seemed to be... It's a longer-lasting tension as well. Like, basically, the Hound's entire existence is built on his disdain for his brother. But in this instance, it's like, who knocked up Cersei? It's mm-hmm. like an episode of, what is it? Who did the Maury Povich? You are oh, the yeah. father! And then they just started fighting and then, yeah. Right. It did feel... Um, I think anything with Euron on the show, I haven't really felt emotionally invested for just because the character in the books is so more dastardly and interesting and he's got all these other backstory things and you really get excited for him and on the show he seems a bit one-dimensional so it's yeah. been kind of hard to feel those stakes that's true but another death this episode is uh maester kyburn uh basically dr frankenstein killed by his own monster yeah. such uh i mean it's, it's it was a little sad to see his look of panic on his face as his head was slammed against the wall you, you know it, it was it was pretty hard to watch but uh it was interesting he the mountain killed kyburn in a similar way to how he killed ellie martell's son during robert's oh, rebellion yeah you know uh, the baby just basically it. slammed him yeah. against the wall and we saw saw him do that uh, a couple seasons ago too there's just like a guy in the middle That's of the street right. just, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. I, li- I like the fact that Kyburn really did think he had yeah, ownership over his mm-hmm. creation and then the only thing that could supersede that was obviously this this right. inbuilt hatred that he had and so I kind of like that Clegane Ball took a next step and that Kyburn yeah done yep yep uh, and then who else okay speaking of uh, oh, the yeah. mountain uh, yeah Gregor, Gregor finally yeah. um, you obviously the hound uh, tried uh, oh no he d- tried to do the same move I don't know about yeah. you I when I was screaming at the television because those thumbs started creeping up his face going to the eyeballs and I was yeah. like I can't go through this again um, but it was also so defeating to know that every stab and I'm talking like main arteries along the neck yeah. like a lot of like killing blows just was just doing nothing. Yeah, it was like a, a zombie right? You can't uh, I've seen oh. him before though I'm pretty sure it was <sighs> Right, yeah. Hello. There's definitely some Vader Son. connections there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Between the dark armor and the uh, the creepy, yeah. Um, but I, I do like the fact that you know we've we've only seen him with the helmet this entire time, and of course, one of the first blows it was revealed that this is what he did look like, and mm-hmm. then there was that shirt rip moment where he's like, mm, "I'm not, I'm not going to say daddy <laughs> by saying it." Yeah. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's a big he's a big boy. Yeah, he's, he's a big, <laughs> big guy. Big boy. Yep. Yeah, it was good for them to show that too. It kind of brought him back to when we first saw uh, Half Thor uh, Bjornson on the show, and he was like shirtless, and he was just like beating the crap out of other oh guys sparring. God. So it's kind of brought him back to it's like, yeah, this is why this guy got cast. He's a yeah. big guy. Yeah. Um, and then sadly, his brother Sandor the Hound Clegane. Yeah. Uh, he it was interesting his death. He died killing his brother, and he died by fire. Yeah. He charged him, plunged him into fire. So he's kind of confronting his the fear thing. of fire yeah. in his moment. Uh, and he had this nice kind of fatherly moment with Arya and I think we knew from that moment when she said Sandor thank you and they goodbye we knew he wasn't going to be walking out of there alive um a death that it's uh, was it anticlimactic well Jamie Lannister you know he died he died too he told Bronn in season five that he wanted to die in the arms of the woman that he loved now there was a callback when he was imprisoned early in the episode his shackled neck looked a lot like in season two when he was captured by um Catelyn Stark and you know the battle uh, of the Uh, after Whispering Wood that's it um, so it was like he's in this same position yet again. I and mean, he gets freed, not by Catelyn this time, but by his own brother, Tyrion, which is really cool because he was able to return the favor. Of right, when, you yeah. Know, yeah he you freed to- me from uh, from when, or from King's Landing to yep. yeah, escape. Yeah, so they we're able to return the favor. Yeah, but for the sure. death, though, 
The death was interesting because we should talk about also he died alongside Cersei Lannister, his yep. sister. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, now, the some people are saying, what about the Voloncar? Voloncar, you guys keep correcting me that's not Volon, but like people on the show and George R. Martin has called it Voloncar, so okay. easy. Um, but uh, they're talking about that prophecy that Cersei would die at the hands of her younger brother. That was not in the show. Some people were like, what about the prophecy? It was only in the books. And yep. like if the show wanted it to be a big deal, they would have introduced it on the show. Mm. But in a way, you could interpret this, it did kind happen in a way she died with the younger brother's hand around her throat uh and it wouldn't happen it wouldn't have happened that way if it wasn't for her other younger brother Tyrion, setting that up she maybe probably would have died another way but not in that specific tableau this death i think is angering a lot of people because you know jamie was supposed to kind of be able to recover from his addiction and see her for what she is and instead of him saying i too am a monster and i'm down her level he was going to rise above it all but um yeah there was no sense of like you know jamie redemption there was no sense of cersei redemption it was just i was trying to escape and couldn't mm-hmm. how did you feel with um, this death? i mean i think ever since he left brienne i've already kind of suspected yep. that his relapse has begun and like ha- having known people who suffer from addiction and relapse that kind of disappointment already kind of primed me for this kind of disappointment yeah. and that's just how some people are like their their inner biology they they cannot fight it and they end up going back down that dark path and you can't really expect them to satisfy what you want for them uh and i think brienne's kind of moment with or brienne's moment with jamie when he knighted her and when uh when they consummated those vows uh i think that was as happy of an ending as we're gonna get for jamie mm. uh and then once he decides to go back and leave her it's like oh this is his true dna his true character spirit as the show is saying is to go back with his sister even though he knows that will doom him it's tragic but in a way if you look at it as a warning for a addiction and addictive people and toxic people in your lives there's some kind of meaning you can drive from it that way but i understand why people are upset about it yeah i feel like people are after after so much more like some sort of symbolic or uh, or any kind of accountability and repercussion for her consecutive evil for so long i think it'd be really cool if like during the whole thing she got marred or you know her hand was removed and so when jamie's there she's like <laughs> I get it. There's only so much like physical torture I can handle. One seeing guy on... lost both of his hands in the fight. I mean, this is a woman who has marched through King's Landing naked yeah. as people scream shaming through crap at her. I, I don't know what more you can do that's really going to rattle her. Yeah, you know, she just needs to go. All right. But let's move on to some other Twitter questions. Oh, thank you, Raven. He's so vocal. Um, <laughs> at Lily underscore meow asks, yeah. what was on Varys's notes? Mm. That's interesting. So this is the very first shot of the episode. It's that note that Varys is writing on Dragonstone. You can't see the entire note, but we were able to make out the following. Is not the only Targaryen left. Rhaegar and Lyanna Stark, their son lives still, hidden by Eddard Stark. His name is the true heir to the Iron Throne. Okay, yeah. So this is the note that uh, Varys is writing about John and John's true claim to the Iron Throne. Varys said that, the Lords of Westeros would rather have a man on the Iron Throne than a woman, and he's made it clear that he thinks John would be a better ruler, has a better temperament. Uh, but when later, when Grey Worm comes to arrest Varys and take him on a survival tribal council meeting, uh, he's <laughs> writing another note, and he burns it, and you only see the back of it, but you can kind of make out the word Targaryen. 
Maybe he was making another copy of the same note from earlier, hoping to get as many of these out mm. to the Lords of Westeros as possible. So who might Varys be sending these notes to? We know that there is a new Martell Prince running Dawn. Yara Greyjoy has obviously captured the Iron Isles. And then, of course, there's the Northern Houses and the Vale, which is still somehow thriving too. Ooh, sweet Robin is uh, building his snow forts up there. Yep. Yay, dragons. Yep. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, two areas where Sansa Stark actually has influence. So, yes. yeah, by kind of getting that message out there, it could easily turn everyone against Daenerys, who does not have an actual right over the throne anymore. And that's John. Well, any more right than it, her, her claim is less legal. She still has like the kind of claim that Cersei had when she seized the throne in terms of just raw power and uh, hopefully uh, fear. You know, she said, let it be fear then. So if that's her whole plan is just, just basically steal it, that's kind of essentially what Robert was doing was basically, I'm yep. just more powerful than everyone else. So I'm going to steal it and kill anyone who stands in my way. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's it was interesting. You were bringing up before the episode, this is essentially what Ned Stark was doing when he 100%. found out the true lineage of yep. Joffrey. It's just is... send the word out to Stannis, to everyone else. Because to... it's the right thing to do yeah. um, but yeah that was the beginning of his end there where it's like it's technically treason even if you're trying to do the right thing by get the appropriate and suitable person on the throne not suitable it's the actual um, heir to the throne mm-hmm. um, but yeah whoever's trying to keep the throne obviously sees that as a threat and you they snuff that out right real yeah. quick absolutely and uh, other people we could have sent to let's not forget the Iron Bank of Bravos. they're the ones who loaned Cersei the money to rent out the Golden Company because they thought that she could win the war mm. Cersei has left the game so maybe they're, they'll side with Jon now as someone who might have more of the lords around the continent who are in his favor and then Cersei or uh, Daenerys's influence is now shrinking because she's just uh, burned all of her bridges yeah yeah uh, but a quick Literally. note about the little girl spy. A lot of you guys asked us about that. Uh, that little girl, uh, one of his little birds, uh, she worked in the kitchen and reported that Danny wasn't eating anything. So Varys said, we'll try again at supper. Uh, it sounds like he was trying to poison Daenerys. He told her the greater the risk, the greater reward. It's a pretty big risk reward. And we know Varys has tried to poison Daenerys before. Yeah, using the wine through yeah. the wine merchant that got uh, found out. Yeah, that's that actually was so subtle that I missed it. Until we spoke it's about it. Pretty subtle, yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I, just, I thought that they were just honing in on the fact that Danny was in some serious mourning here. Not only mourning the fact that she's lost her best friend, but mourning the fact that everyone around her is betraying her. Yeah. If yeah. it wasn't for We'll Try Again at Supper, because I, I did miss that line the first time I listened to it. Uh, it at first, I was just like, oh, it's just a spy who's trying to get into a room to kind of eavesdrop and, yeah. and report back whatever she hears. And she's not even opening up her room to food, yeah. let alone anything else. Uh, but the fact that he wants to try again at a, the next meal... Is, is interesting. So that brings and, up two things then, doesn't it? It brings up, does she know that that's what Varys was doing and that's why she's not eating and she's using, you know, right. mourning as a way to do that? And two, maybe it has worked a few times and she has been started to getting, getting a little bit poisoned throughout it and has that been right. affecting her mind? Kind of a slow drip poisoning that's uh, driving her mad. Yep. Yeah. There's plenty of other reasons, or at least according to the showrunners, enough reasons for Daenerys' sudden shift into madness. Uh, but that could be another interesting way to, to justify it. Oh, another question. Okay, here we go. Um, at BrizzyP22, let's know, will Danny kill Tyrion for freeing Jaime? Ah, mm-hmm. Yeah, Danny question. tells Tyrion uh, exactly that this episode, that the next time he fails her will be his last. And last season she told Varys that if he ever betrayed her, she'd burn him alive. She did, woman of yeah, her word. Um, I think Tyrion's run out of Ephes, 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 but his loyalty has always been his family from day one, especially mm. his brother Jamie, yes. who's been his only slash best friend this whole time. So of course, Tyrion frees Jamie so that he and Cersei can try to escape King's Landing. He sees Cersei as the threat. If he can safely remove that, he makes his siblings happy. He makes everything go away, problem solved, right? Yes. But Jamie didn't have an impact on the battle. 
couldn't even get it through that he couldn't even get through the doors right yeah no, didn't get through yeah he, he, got, go he got cut off he had to go the long way yeah yeah so it's unclear if danny even knows that if he was freed like i don't think if they find the body they're bur- buried under a lot Tyrion a lot could, was going on Tyrion yeah. could get away with this but if he he has a problem telling truth bombs lately even when he shouldn't right he so wants maybe he's yeah gonna be like yep yeah, up. Tyrion is now pretty isolated, at least as isolated as Danny was in the previous episode. He's lost Varys, his old friend and fellow advisor, and then lost the only uh, two Lannisters left in the world. He's the last Lannister, essentially. Mm. He um, he might be likely to make some rash choices that's like that. That's what you do yeah, when you feel like yeah. no one else is on your side and you've got nothing or no one else. You just lose your shit. I, I can imagine Daenerys wanting to kill him. She's been pretty good about finding reasons to view people as threats. The way Varys is like in season seven said like, oh, you know, people are ready for it. She's like, oh, oh, but they're all singing my praises and quiet oaths. And he's like, oh, I was not ready to have this conversation yeah. right now. So she even traced back the the leak to Tyrion back. Yeah. And she's like, hey, she, so even though there's other people who are betraying me more, you also gossiped. Yeah, because so she told you knowing that you would spread the word. She's ready to do it. And yeah. I think if she is now the main villain of the show, as this mm-hmm. episode painted her to be, mm-hmm. absolutely. she's He's going to be one of the many people on her execution list. The thing about, I mean, I'm talking about which characters are consistent over the time. Tyrion has been known to be the smartest. His decisions are always educated. He knows and can read people. He's an observer. You know, he, he, he gets it. Mm-hmm. But all of seven and eight, he hasn't. He's been completely out of touch. He's been making bad decision after bad decision. He hasn't been able to read the play at all. And now that it's come to making a bet, Varys betting on John, him betting on Danny, he's realized he's put all the efforts into the wrong person. But I feel like he's just, he's out of touch. And I feel like all of these decisions have helped make her you know, the mad queen. Interesting that you bring that up. Uh, Tyrion strikes me as like a really expert like poker player who is always like dominating his uh, friends like uh, Texas Hold'em rounds and then like some crazy person shows up and joins the table and is such a badass and is just going all in on every move and he doesn't know how to play opposite because there's like a whole thing in poker if you play against someone who doesn't normally play you can't really read their tells and you don't and you just want that person to leave because they aren't playing the same game you are they're playing um, a more aggressive game than you are and aren't really following the rules of war I yeah, guess. and Danny's been a completely inconsistent character as well. Yes. Someone who's, you know, had the people at the first and forefront of everything. She wants to save. She wants to break the wheel. She doesn't want to be mm-hmm. the wheel. You know, she wants to change everything. And it's always been about putting people first, especially those that are lower down and can't look after themselves. Which is wh- why, above everything, Varys and Danny should have gotten along the best mm-hmm. because they really had the same intentions throughout it. And then slowly, that just started sort of like collapsing in on itself, where. If you didn't do right by her, you don't get a second chance. She did not rule by mercy. I still think, though, that, I mean, my gripe is that they did spend so long pinning her out to be the person who does lead with mercy. Seven minutes before she lost it, she actually said, mercy first, you know, I'm, I'm going to be different. But mercy for future generations. Mercy for the kids of kids who don't remember me nuking a city. So basically yeah. she's like Ultron in the sense where it's like you have to burn everything to the ground to start to again. To start over. Or, or Thanos. There's a lot of MCU villains who have that kind of attitude. But uh, let's move on to a question. Oh, okay. Whoa, look at this. Why is it furry? It's just like a question. It's covered in fur. Uh, at Serafina351 asks, 
asks, where did those wildfire blasts come from? Ah, yes. So this is interesting. A lot of you guys got this. There were little green plumes of fire that uh, blasted when uh, when Drogon was torching the city. <laughs> and uh, there was like the wildfire was mixing with dragonfire. Wildfire, of course, if you don't remember, is the explosive chemical that helped the Lannisters defeat Stannis and his fleet in the Battle of Blackwater <sighs> Bay. And it helped Cersei blow up the Great Sept of Baylor at the end of season six. And some people speculated that Cersei might have actually planted all the wildfire, either as a trap for Daenerys mm. and her army, like landmines, so that like when they were attacking uh, the city, she could just make it look a lot worse than it was and blame that. Look how evil mm. these people are. So even if Daenerys didn't intend to use dragon fire, Cersei could have like tried to lie and say, like, oh, no. the reason your home burned down is because that, that wasn't a green that you saw. <laughs> it was orange and it was a wild that was from a dragon. Oh. Um, but no. it, this is just a way if you could point to like more fire around the city, look what your new it's queen did. Totally the Mad King Aerys Targaryen's leftover stores and caches. He did have little pockets well, around the city. Yeah. I think I, who was it that actually wanted to utilize the Mad King's love for fire? Like he was the one who created and generated what wild, wildfire was. And so when he was ruling, my belief is that he had secret stores and pockets because he was absolutely nuts. And so when Daenerys is blowing up everything and you see the Mad King's stash coming up as well, you're realizing that the circle has become complete. Yes. She has completely turned into her father. And she's finishing the work that her father started. Yep. Her father wanted to get all the oil from Iraq, and then her <laughs> the, the child completes the the journey. Mm -hmm. Right, daddy issues are her a real bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But let's move on to another question. That we, oh, okay. Uh, at Maxwell Nyes is asking, what's the deal with the horse at the uh, end? All right, I have to start off by saying, when I saw this moment, it was like Artax was coming to Aratreyu. Aratreyu. <laughs> oh my gosh, isn't that fun? Cool. Yes. Um, Anyway, so this whole white horse comes through, even though there's been absolute mass and destruction and everything's happening, this pure white horse comes to Arya and um, basically she woos it and jumps on and runs out of the city. Some people thought that maybe Bran walked into the horse to help save his hmm. sister. Maybe the horse was uh, Jaquen Hagar wearing the face of a horse. Yes. I think that's a stretch. Doing a great horse impression. That is a yep. stretch. Maybe no, it's just I think a horse. It's, it's confirmed. I'm and pretty sure it's confirmed. Great. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there's a white horses in general just have a lot of uh, symbolic meaning. You know, there's the four horsemen of the apocalypse in the book of Revelation. People were saying, oh, I saw a, uh, a, a pale horse and its rider was death and they brought hell with him. Um, but it's, a pale horse is technically yellow, you know, oh. if you do the, the translation. So there's a white horse, which represents conquest or, or victory of the four horsemen. There's, but the horse is also covered in blood. Mm -hmm. So is that like the red horse of the four horsemen? Uh, and the red horse represents uh, war, an empire, division. It was so all a couple of those things, could, really. It was kind of in a way all those things. That's yeah. a good point. Um, but uh, Daenerys also uh, had that white horse. That's that It was, was a wedding gift from Khal Drogo. It died in season two. And then uh, Ned Stark also wrote a white horse. A white horse covered in blood symbolizes hope that's been damaged by violence like Arya and all of Westeros had. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's you can kind of look at this a couple different ways. Yeah, and let's also talk about how Arya interacted with the horse. She approaches it with uh, tenderness. She pets it softly. Yes. You know, she's bonding with she it. She does a thing that people do with horses where she, they just shush them. Yeah, and then the horse is like, I love you forever. And yeah. She's like, cool, I'm going to use you as transport. Um, but it's it, the beautiful juxtaposition we've had here is that, you know, the city is collapsing. There's huge destruction, rubble's flying everywhere. She's covered in blood and she's covered in grime. 
And then just having this beautiful, soft, quiet yeah. moment through all this chaos. So that's kind of It's cool. kind of a grace note to end the episode on that's been so loud and over the top with mm. the spectacle. Just a quiet little moment. It, yeah. it was kind of a nice way to go out on. Uh, well, we have a few video questions from Stardust. This is a social media app where film and TV lovers share their reactions through videos or text. This season, we were holding a contest with Stardust for two fans that tagged Westeros Weekly with a question about Game of Thrones to get flown out to join us to watch the finale in a special live Westeros Weekly with us. We announced one winner last week. We're going to announce our second winner this week after we watch these selected questions. Okay, first off, what an amazing episode. Secondly, to all the fans talking trash on this episode, you haven't been paying attention very much to the show. And thirdly, we know Daenerys is going to get offed. What do you think the Unsullied and the Dothraki and all her other followers are going to do after she is? Whether it's Arya or Jon that does it. Yo, what's up, new rock stars? You the best. Westeros Weekly, what's up? So my question is, what happens to Drogon if we kill Danny? Does Drogon stay with Jon because Jon's a Targaryen? You don't adopt a puppy from the pound if that puppy just blew up an entire city. I just don't think Jon's going to want to keep him, and I don't think we really need dragons anymore. Uh, look what just happened. Holy... And John, dude, seriously, do not scream at this dragon. You will die. <laughs> yes, good points. Now, that second clip was from user Nevin Champlou, who is the second winner of our big finale contest. Thank you to everyone who submitted. And remember that you can still get tickets to the finale screening and uh, our live Westeros Weekly. Uh, but just to kind of dig into this question here, because yeah. both are, these users brought up some really good points about what will happen now. There was that moment with uh, Grey Worm and John, where Grey Worm decided, just to you know, Take scorch the earth. Into, I and, called yeah. it the Star Lord moment, where yeah. you had to have patience, but because he lost someone that he loved, he just he goes. He takes out the Lancer captain, yeah. and then. Uh, but really, Grey Worm's kind of eyeing John, where he's like, "You're telling people to hold back. You're kind of holding back the charge right now." It's it almost seemed to be laying the seeds of a conflict between the two of them. Grey Worm doesn't answer to John. He answers to Danny. Exactly. If Danny's losing it, and so is he. Yeah. So say we're in a situation where Daenerys is taken out or they try to take her out. That's an assumption made by both of them, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and I think a lot of us are assuming that. But what happens to all the Unsullied in the teaser for next episode, which we're going to look at in a couple minutes, there's still thousands of Unsullied soldiers. There's still some Dothraki soldiers, and there's still a dragon. Yeah. Like, how can you take those out? Is there a force large enough that John's faction could command to confront them? Mm. And what are other ways they could kill a dragon at this point? Well, I mean, Drogon's already buggered off for a little bit as well when he was not happy with how things played out. He got nearly, I would like to say, abused throughout that whole thing. She used him uh, to death, literally. Right, yeah. Like I, it's, I was like, really? Still? He's breathing fire still? Yeah. Where this did guy that needs fire a come from? Did, weren't there some like uh, nerdy explanations of how dragons could breathe fire that if they had some kind of... Um, T- uh, like inflammable s- gas storage. that they would breathe out because there are some insects that will spit out like yeah. uh, fluid. That's not an and, endless uh, supply. But if, if their teeth are made of like flint and steel or something, so it creates a spark. Oh yeah, like you blow it out like a flamethrower. Either way, this, but is, this guy's unlimited exhausted. amounts of whatever that it's fluid exhausted. is. Yeah, it's magic. It's magic. Uh, I want to talk about the Unsullied though, because when you look at what's happened with them, they were trained uh, slaves, and then she freed them. So they are all free men, just like the Northerners mm. were. But these free men have seen what she has done to other free people, and she's obliterated them all. And then they kind of like had a hand in that. 
would yeah. some of them maybe be like whoa you were supposed to save the people and you've just killed the people now that i'm free i get to make my choice whether i support you or not but then you see the northerners who were free and they followed john to the ends of the world mm-hmm. and then as soon as they got a little bit of taste of chaos they're starting pillaging and raping and you know that this is something that like has been brought up in the books and on the show there was a quote from uh, sir jorah in the show is sir barristan in the books uh, about what happens to men when you put a sword in their hand or when they get a splash of blood on them the beast comes out there's yeah. a beast inside all men it's kind of george r, r. martin's commentary on war in general and mm-hmm. how war is can there's no like winners and losers there's only losers in war yeah. so i kind of like this episode in that it reminded us of we shouldn't like be cheering on bloodshed and they put us in the perspective of the victims and they deliberately confused us there's a shot of a Lannister soldier being basically like a first responder doing the good guy thing and then cut over to the Stark men who were raping people and in that scene that that I mentioned with Ser Jorah and Barristan uh, Ser Jorah was making the argument that because the Unsullied have been castrated that they aren't like normal men they aren't going to rape and pillage because they aren't interested in raping Um, so we don't know how the Unsullied went there we do know that they were super violent and they massacred women and children and yeah. it wasn't cool but uh maybe less so than john's people whom one of whom he had to kill yeah. to keep him from raping someone that's yeah. nasty so i guess yeah. my thing is it's like does she have full control of her army still after yeah. what she's done and is drogon just going to be like oh that's me done thanks yeah like, in terms of like what could kill a dragon there was kind of a theory that maybe wood from a weirwood tree might have some kind of magical significance so if you could it. fashion like an arrow or uh, a spear that you shoot out like of a Arya's scorpion. weapon that was made by gendry uh, yeah uh, something like that maybe gendry could be hard at work at something there was like a theory when um when uh aegon the conqueror forced torin stark to be the king who knelt that was the last king in the north before the modern era uh there was like a theory that one of his relatives one of the other starks wanted to come up with some secret plan to take down balerion the dread okay uh and one of those theories that he was using the wood from a weirwood tree to do that so maybe there's some kind of uh, tactic there that could be used that seems like something that's in the mythology of the books that probably won't come into the show have you heard about the theory as well that when drogon did disappear for half the season it was to actually lay eggs right and And the doom of valyria maybe yeah yeah, mama drogo's actually a drogon is going to go back to you know raise her new steeds and little kitties i hope so i hope not i I want the dragons to end like it seems like they serve their purpose i kind of like the point of uh, one of our stardust people here just saying like we don't need dragons anymore arguably didn't need dragons in this battle uh it kind of gave a unfair advantage and I'm, and I'm kind of done with dragons on the show Got it. Okay. but now comes the time for our power rankings this is the part of the show where you guys decide who you thought won the episode we sent out a twitter poll last night you guys voted at third place with a pretty distant 4.5 percent of who they believe is the most powerful this episode Varys, the spider the master of whispers Perhaps in his death, the fact that he was able to send out all these notes that subverted Daenerys' power around the continent was a pretty power move. For me, I think the reason why he's only 4.5% is this is the guy who has played the Game of Thrones probably the best, and he's never actually been loyal to a person, but he's been loyal to the kingdom. And he just didn't read Jon enough to know that he's a Muppet in this situation um, and that he would have, you know, he goes by his word too hard. And Varys saw what happened to Ned. He should have applied that. Yeah. And I guess. Well, you could argue he knew that was going to happen. And maybe that's like he knew, he's like, you know what? I'm going to die with the last like effort I can. Yeah. Because at this point, I've already had enough treasonous conversations. Do you think he, he saw that um, Tyrion was going to betray him? Ah, mm. See, I don't know. He seemed a bit surprised by that, but at least at peace with it. You know, he, <sighs> I, I believe that whatever he heard in the flames uh, 
does tie in to right. what his end was. Okay. But at second place with a sizable chunk is 29, 29.2% Sander the Hound Clegane yeah. uh, won the episode. Yeah, I think it's a big win for him. I believe the, the confrontation between him and his brother was the one like battle this episode that totally paid off. Clegane yeah. Bowl was really well done this episode. Yeah, and he's finally at peace now. You know, he went out exactly how he wanted to. He just wanted to make sure that this man no longer was alive and at the, if that had to cost his life then yeah it was a price he was willing to pay absolutely for sure but obviously number one 45.6% of the vote decided that Daenerys Targaryen won the episode and yeah there's really no argument here whether or not you like this turn from her she is definitely the most powerful character on the show I feel like the kill count um, aside from maybe like Hard Home and all of those like she has basically killed the most people out of all, the entire season combined in one battle yeah. with Drogon so yeah she's and frightening at this stage and I think yeah I think that what's happened is whether it was done well or not but the writers have definitely made sure that with a flick of the switch she is now the antagonist that we thought you know was the night king initially and then we thought was cersei it's actually her being the threat i just want to hijack this real quickly i did a poll on my twitter at maud garrett and i was asking who do you think you would bend the knee to coming into the finale 51 percent said Jon snow Wow. being the rightful heir and the guy who's probably the most sane with all of that. And then at 32%, I believe it was Sansa, mm. only 8% said Danny. Like wow. no one likes her now. If this right. is a popularity contest, she's not one. Well, whether or not people like her, I just, I think a lot of people take issue with what they've done with her and they don't want this behavior to be rewarded at the end yeah, of the show. Fair enough. But I could totally see that happening. If the showrunners decide that this is the statement they want to make about the state of affairs in Westeros, maybe it is just like a toxic, toxic place. It should be a cautionary tale for our own political situation. <laughs> we, we shouldn't identify or root for any of these characters. They do say that history constantly repeats itself and mm -hmm. I feel like with this she was just making such an aim to not be like her father to not be like every other ruler to not use cruelty to mm -hmm. not use chaos death destruction blood and here she is doing exactly that and if that's what yeah. gets her the reward yeah you're right yeah I think she uh, feels that that is her only move left whether or not it is her only move left I think she looked around the room in Winterfell and realized she doesn't have a family here she's never going to win over these people with love yeah. so in her mind fear and love are the only ways you can appeal to people despite there have been plenty of ways to appeal to people like having a good tax plan or <laughs> providing health care or maybe a new system of government in which leaders are elected by votes. Yes. But whatever. It's the medieval times. There's no rules at medieval times. You can't use silverware. Uh, there's only one episode left, folks. Let's watch a teaser for next week's finale and give our quick reactions to it. You ready, Mod? Let's check it out. Yeah. Well, winter is back. Seems like uh, winter has found its way down to King's Landing finally. Or is it ash? Yeah, that is literally just death raining is down on so everyone. so much ash that it looks like snow? Well, we see there that Tyrion's um, surfaced, so he's mm -hmm. safe and sound For and now. possibly has repercussions to pay. Yes. Um, it looks so doom and gloom, and she looks like that all of the goodness from her is just completely disintegrated and that she's just 
She went to the dark side, man. Yeah. Well, what do we want to see in this finale? There's still other uh, characters out and active. Brienne, Sansa. Where's Bran, Bron? Bron. Where was Bron? Bron's still got the crossbow. He wants Highgarden. He's going to come back for it. I also uh, saw that someone tweeted, how good would it have been if you actually cut to Winterfell and there's Bran who's actually witnessing this entire mm. um, thing unfold. And he was just like, yeah, this is basically... What I what I foresaw, or who, or maybe he was just like, Ooh. oh dear, you know. Is the final episode gonna Twilight Zone Breaking Dawn Part Two us, and this is all Brand's vision? Everything we saw, it did not actually happen. I that it's that a nightmare, in that a dream movie. the whole time. <laughs> is that amazing. no? I, I I God, as whatever I didn't like about the season, if they retcon it that way, it's all bets are off. I'm my done. my beef, I guess, is that this is supposed to be a song of fire and ice. Now uh-huh. it's become a song of fire versus ice. Yes, rather than Song of Ice. Yeah, together. Oh, sorry, Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, uh, I I do hope that uh, bad behavior is punished at the end of the show. I, I... uh, there's part of my the troll inside me just wants to see it all burn and all these characters die at each other's hands but I you know the final book is supposed to be a dream of spring I, I don't know if that's what the next episode title is going to be a dream of spring mm-hmm. uh, but if so I would hope that there is some kind of like sign of hope at the end of this yeah. some kind of uh, and I think ending with Arya leaving death yeah rather than turning backward at where Danny might be that might be enough of a sign of hope for me to say that this series might end in a way that feels good. Yeah, but do you think, though, that three Starks versus Danny, a dragon, the Unsullied, and the Dothraki is enough? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's uh, But maybe Slow Dripping Poison by Martha of the Dragonstone Kitchen <laughs> might be enough. Well, uh, I want to get in your bed here. What is Who's your final pick? Who are you, Danny? Who do you think and will I'm end John up on the with a... What? Who do you think is going to end up on the throne? I mean, I think that's a really great point. You have, uh, but Danny's clouded. I really do think that her turn to the dark side means that she's having a Cersei moment where she cannot see actual threat anymore. She feels like she's indestructible. We saw what happened to Cersei. It didn't work. And I think that's what's going to happen with her. All of this power doesn't mean that you're smart with it. And I think that when you've got Aya, who can steel faces you've mm. got Sansa who's becoming inc- more clever than Tyrion and then you've got Jon who has the backing of his people and can use love my guess is Jon's going to I don't know if he's manipulative, manipulative enough to do it but coerce Danny into a false sense of security and then end her life yeah, I could see that happening. I, I hope that neither of them get to the Iron Throne. As much as I like John, I, I think he's been too noble. He's been too Ned Stark in his play of it. I, I want there to be a new system. If Daenerys did indeed break the wheel here, I want there to be some kind of new power system that elects did, leaders. Is there monsters. even an Iron Throne anymore? Did we see it there? Or yeah, was we saw that... the Lannister uh, sigil window get blasted through, but we didn't see inside the Red I Keep. I kind of wish that Drogon melted that throne. That would have been nice. Yeah. She didn't break the wheel. She broke the that throne. That might happen. That yeah. could still happen. Well, let us know what your predictions are for this final episode. We have have some more uh, thoughts coming out this week on it. But that's enough for this episode of Westeros Weekly. Thank you for watching and don't forget to subscribe to the Westeros Weekly podcast and follow our new MCU podcast feed Inside Marvel for all of our Endgame, Avengers, uh, Spider-Man stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter at New Rockstars. Tweet us your Game of Thrones questions from uh, using the hashtag Westeros Weekly. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at EA Boss. I'm on at Maud Garrett and over at Geek Bomb I've been doing breakdowns of the smaller variety, the little snackable bite size where you get such beautiful 
little things like the Artax and Ayatreyu comments <laughs> and uh, the fact that uh, Jamie and Cersei smelled what The Rock was cooking and got Barney rubbled. So if you want to check out those, <laughs> make sure you subscribe over to Geek Bomb. We're nearly at 100,000 for the yes. third time. Well, thank you for joining us this week, uh, Mod, um, the Mod Queen. Mod the, Queen. Mo- the Mod Queen, yes. bend the knee. <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you and a pleasure having all of you guys. we got some great videos and podcasts playing for this week, so stay tuned. Thanks. Have a good week. One more episode to go. One more. It's hard to believe. Thank you.